Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm your host, Greg Scordis, joined this afternoon by Taylor Morgan. Uh, Taylor, I, I want to ask you this question publicly, but. Um, you can ask, people, Greg. I'm not okay. afraid. Do you own any stock in Twitter? I already know the answer to yeah, that. Yeah, I bought a few shares. We were talking about Lucky this you. off air. Back in the day, uh, I bought too few uh, shares of uh, of Twitter. And I'm trying to get a hold of uh, Elon Musk. And yeah. he's not uh, responding to any of my DMs. Well, it sounds like he's going to get a hold of you because <laughs> he's making a lot of waves right now uh, indicating that he wants to buy Twitter. And, and it's sort of changed a little bit. And maybe you know more about this than I do. But it seemed like a, a week ago we were talking about Elon Musk buying 10% or 9% of Twitter and being on their board. And, and, and the reason they wanted him on the board was to keep him in check. Because if you're on the board of a company, you can't criticize a company. Right. Now, he's saying, forget that. I'm just going to buy the company. And some people are getting nervous about that. It raises this question of what is a monopoly, right? Is uh, Musk playing a dangerous game of monopoly here? Uh, or is maybe the concern about a potential monopoly with Twitter uh, overblown. Uh, we have with us now joining Inside Sources, uh, Shoshana Weissman uh, is a fellow at the R Street Institute, uh, and she covers social media regulatory policy and more. Uh, Shoshana, welcome to Inside Sources. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell us about these concerns uh, regarding Elon Musk's potential purchase and control of Twitter. Is this a potential monopoly? Sure. Um, so Elon's a firebrand. He'll do that stuff. Um, I don't always understand him, but I, I get, you know, people are concerned he'll go too far out there. And I, I know what you were saying about having him on the board. That meant that maybe he'd uh, chill out a bit, but that also doesn't sound like a thing Elon would want to do. But I think him being there could be really good. Just some uh, you know, just some new perspective. As for him buying the company, I'm not sure exactly how he would run it. Or, uh, you know, th there's always really difficult problems with content moderation. So he might be saying some stuff now and then come into, you know, contact with the real decisions. He'd be like, oh, man, this doesn't work. So I I'm kind of optimistic about it that I think things will work themselves out. But, um, you know, it, 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 it would be funny to call it a monopoly because a monopoly on what? On tweets. Sure. Other companies don't have tweets, but Lots of other companies allow you to post online content. Um, if I wanted, I could go build a website that allowed, 
users to interact with each other pretty quickly um, on a lot of different platforms. It wouldn't be that difficult. Uh, Facebook has lots of posts. Email is a protocol, which means that lots of companies kind of have access to be able to send emails across different companies and to, uh, to, you know, to use it between companies. There's tons of competition in the space from all trails to a million different forums to Reddit, um, all the forums within Reddit. So, um, you know, uh, every company has a monopoly on the exact particular thing itself. But if, if we call it that, then the term monopoly really loses meaning because there's tons of competition. Shoshana, you've also made a pretty compelling uh argument that maybe monopolies are sort of fleeting uh years ago we all thought that uh blockbuster was a monopoly uh we all thought redbox was a monopoly aol yahoo um and and isn't it true that what's a monopoly today may be old news uh, tomorrow and that maybe we're overthinking this uh notion that elon musk taking over twitter means he's going to have this monopoly on speech Oh, totally. And also, none of these companies, none that you mentioned, and, and uh, the ones we're talking about now, none of them engage in, mon- in monopolistic behavior, such as, you know, preventing competition from um, using unfair practices um, against consumers. You know, this was never really the uh, the concern. Um, if this isn't something they were doing, they might have had a big share of the market for a while. But it's funny because a lot of bills to regulate Facebook, um, they have a certain market holding because basically they're saying, hey, Anything that has above, like, either this market share or this amount, um, or, you know, if it's above this size, then it's regulated under this bill. And Facebook keeps uh, falling below that mark. Like, that's really bad because it shows you, hey, maybe this really isn't a problem of size because if they keep getting so small and going up and down, that tells you maybe there's not a problem. Um, And just as, you know, AOL isn't a thing we care about anymore and Yahoo sort of isn't a thing we care about anymore. And I don't, and I think Blockbuster doesn't exist in any form. Um, you know, things can go away. Things can start. Um, if Twitter fails its users and people really hate it, they'll go create something better. Um, they might try creating something better and it's worse, but that's good that we can have this. Um, so it, it's, I think it's a pretty competitive environment and uh, people who are saying it's a monopoly are a little bit short-sighted. Um, it's only been a handful of years and I bet you in a handful of years we'll have another uh, company we're calling a monopoly. <laughs> yeah, Shoshana, I, on behalf of Greg, who I think still has an AOL.com email address, <laughs> I'm, I'm, Greg's not going to take offense at, at these comments about AOL. Uh, oh, that's raw. That's raw. <laughs> we're joined today by Shoshana Weissman, a fellow at the R Street Institute covering social media regulatory policy. And we're talking about Elon Musk's uh, ov- overt bid uh, to buy out Twitter. And the question that we're discussing is, would that be a monopoly on free speech? Uh, so let me ask you this, Shoshana. I think, I think you have concluded that that would not be a true monopoly. Uh, but the solution to a monopoly is to break up a company. Is that right? And if that is right, what would that even look like with Twitter? Yeah, that's the problem. Everyone's like, okay, break up big tech. Okay, you, what, what are we going to break it up into? Can Twitter no longer have direct messages? Like, you got to go to another app to direct message and then a different app to tweet and maybe, like, a different app to see trends. You know, there's there's um, a project at Twitter that would separate some stuff out, but it's kind of a little bit more well thought out than just anger at breaking it up. Um, some people want to break up Amazon, it's, and it's kind of the same thing, like, okay, does someone else handle your one-day shipping and someone else sells stuff and someone else has the streaming service. It's 
you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't quite work like that. Um, I think there's cases where, you know, you can absolutely apply the stuff. But I, I really, really don't think that this is one of those cases, especially because with um, with a lot of uh, big tech and Internet platforms, um, the reason it works so well is because it works really well together. Sometimes it works well together across different companies because they integrate really well. And I think that that's a really cool thing. But um, but yeah, how do you break up big how do you break up Twitter that it wouldn't be something that I think people would like anymore or find is useful? Shoshana, in the remaining minute here, it, from the uh, article in the New York Times, Elon Musk is offering to buy Twitter at $54 a share. He wants to buy 54% of the company um, and basically become the company and take over the company. And he doesn't have confidence in their management. I mean, this is America. Might is right. I mean, if he's got the money and he's got the wherewithal, um, who's to say he should he couldn't run the company better than they? And if he doesn't, I mean, really, it's his loss, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Twitter overall, but sometimes I don't. And uh, and if he runs it into the ground, something better will pop up. I'm, I'm not too worried about that. Um, I am worried about losing my Twitter followers. I do like them. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, but really, it's, um, there's a lot of cool stuff that could happen or maybe not. Or maybe, you know, he could run it really well, run it into the ground. But it's, it's you know, I don't think there's anyone who can really stop him. Um, you know, I, and I hope he works collaboratively. And I hope he listens to insiders and outsiders on this stuff. There, there's definitely better ways to use Twitter. I think there's features it could really use. Um, and I'm hoping that an outside mind who's a bit of a firebrand is willing to put the passion into the work instead of just like yell about it or uh, run it into the ground. <laughs> I, Shoshana, that's a really good point. I just hope that this does not distract uh, Mr. Musk from going to Mars because I would I w- would like that to remain a number one priority. He could tweet from Mars. Yeah. He could tweet from Mars. So uh, Shoshana Weissman, fellow at the R Street Institute, thank you so much uh, for joining uh, Greg Scordis and I today on Inside Sources. Coming up next, President Biden's approval among Latino voters has fallen again. Is there any way to get them back? We are joined next by Luis Alvarado to find out. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.